Better work presentations are possible. They're called Canva presentations. You can supercharge your work decks with Canva presentations. Sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Just start with a prompt and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds or with a stunning template and add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from their massive media library. You save time and you wow your audience. Mm -hmm. I have never made one of these presentations and I never will, but there's a reason why Canva (laughs) is used by 90% of the Fortune 500 companies. 90%. That's a lot of percent. Yeah, let's get it to 100%, guys. Come on. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations by heading to canva.com. Designed for work. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hear me? I did. I heard you. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need. You just say that and they show up. They come jumping out of a shrub. Oh, cool. No matter where you are in life, when you need the coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, my name is Kevin Nealon. And I feel confused that I'm considered Conan O'Brien's friend. Why would you say that? We've known each oh, other I since. I know you were here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're such an asshole. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are going to be friends. Hello there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is a podcast normally done uh, with all of us in the same room. But um, as you can imagine, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've all uh, isolated ourselves. We're all in our homes, and we're doing this remotely. I'm able to see people courtesy of Zoom, which seems to be how everybody's doing everything these days. And you know what? It's fun. I, I prefer being in the same room with my squad, you know? <laughs> Why does that make you laugh? Taylor Swift has a squad, and you're my, you're my squad. You're my, you're my girl squad. Her uh, squad is so much cooler than us, though. She's got supermodels, and I don't know. Guess what? I don't think her squad is cooler than our squad, oh. you know? I don't think uh, Gigi Hadid is inherently... Is that, is that the right person? Did I get one right? Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, you did. I'm proud of you. That yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah, she hangs out with Gigi Hadid and Peter Falk and uh <laughs> <laughs> wait and Tyrone in that one. And Tyrone Powell and uh <laughs> she's you know and 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 the Salvador Dali. She's got her cool people and the guy who did all the sound effects on the police squad movies. Michael Winslow. <laughs> police Academy, not police squad. Yeah, Michael Winslow. So she's got her cool squad, but I think my squad is just as cool. Well, you know? if Selena Gomez came up to you and said, I'll join your squad, but you have to get rid of, you know, Matt, would you do it? Yes. Oh, wow. You didn't even hesitate. Well, of what course you expect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Selena Gomez and Matt, uh, you know, first of all, Matt Gorley, our producer, does a terrific job, but I think Selena Gomez could do that job. I think that's something she could learn, don't you? Yeah, but I could do her job. Are you kidding? <laughs> really? <laughs> you could be the, you could be like the face of Noxima beauty cleanser uh-huh. you could wear a certain kind of uh legging and immediately get you know it th- the sales go through the roof of that legging 
<laughs> I'm doing it now. Right? Oh, look, I can see you, actually. I just saw you lift your leg. That was impressive. I, maybe you're right. So yeah, I got macaroni hair and, and son, I'm obsession. I don't need to, do I even need to introduce Sona anymore? I mean, but I, I think it's the polite thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. Well, yeah. Sona. Sona, I, I consider good. you guys my squad. Like Taylor Swift has her squad. Yeah. And uh, Dua Lipa probably has her squad. Aren't you? My kids can't believe I even know who Dua Lipa is. I'm shocked you just said her name. I'm yeah. absolutely shocked. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was a country. Oh. And uh, yeah, I said, I thought, I, oh, I would love to get a stamp from Dua Lipa. Yeah. Or maybe I'll do a travel show to Dua Lipa. Or what's the main export by Dua Lipa? And then they told me, no, no, no. <laughs> You're you're an idiot. Or so glad Dua Lipa threw off the shackles of British tyranny and is now an independent government. Um, I was so wrong about Dua Lipa. I kept doubling down and saying, I want a T-shirt that said, I went to Dua Lipa, and all I got was this T-shirt. But then I found out that uh, she's apparently a very, very popular. You were like, I want to try Dua Lipan cuisine. Yeah. I went to a Dua Lipan restaurant. <laughs> the stuff they do with lamb is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Early on, pirates pirates used to love to park their ships near Dua Lipa because it had a, had a cove that was very hard to, to enter. Ships on patrol, French and British. So there's many, many people think there's a lot of treasure hidden in Dua Lipa. You're bordering on gross double entendre. I'm not even trying to. I'm just saying that I really did think Dua Lipa was a was an independent country, got its independence in 1966. You know a lot about the history of a fake country that the, doesn't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> I know everything there is about the country of Dua Lipa <laughs> that doesn't exist and nothing about the absolutely famous and super talented singer named Dua Lipa. But, yeah. Uh, I wish... What if I started to have a squad that was... Wouldn't that puzzle everybody if my squad had the Hadid sisters in it? Carly Kloss. Yeah, exactly. And I was constantly doing stuff with my girl squad, and it just baffled people. They were like, I don't understand. One of these things does not go with the other. Like, all of them together, you know, in some cool location. And I'm in the picture, too, wearing an ill-fitting jacket. And uh, I don't know. I'm just obsessed with getting a squad. I want a cool squad. We'll be your squad. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a great show today. And I, I think, um, you know, I don't want to get any complaints from Dua Lipans out there that I've slandered their country. So <laughs> my guest today is a hilarious comedian. And uh, I joke around about not having a friend. He really is a very good friend of mine uh, who's appeared on my show countless times. He was a cast member on Star Not Live and started the Showtime series Weeds. Uh, you can see him now on the CBS series Man with a Plan. And he's got a terrific web series, Hiking with Kevin. Uh, let me make sure I, I point out that this segment was uh, taped before uh, everyone went into quarantine for the coronavirus. So if people are listening to this podcast and they think, why is everyone in such a good mood? <laughs> it's because <laughs> this was taped beforehand. Uh, I'd like to think we could still do uh, a funny show, even under these circumstances. But uh I just want to point that out for Kevin's sake. I'm really excited uh, that he did speak with me. Kevin Nealon, welcome. We've known each other since 1988. Uh, you're one of the first people I met at Silent Live. You said known. I've known Abraham Lincoln since I was four. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're friends. No, am I right? 
You brought laughers in. I like that. Uh, People with a sense she of humor. She never laughs. This is uh, unusual for her to really go to town like this. Um, when will this be on? That's the important question. This will never air. This is, okay. uh, this is something that I'm doing. I is have, this a practice thing for something else you're doing? Yes. Yes. We've done, uh, this is our second season of the podcast, and uh, I thought we should tape one that we don't use, that we just keep. Uh, it's a sample, like of what just, not to do? This is a sample of room tone. And, <laughs> and temperature. And temperature. And so this will never, ever. I didn't know mics can pick up a temperature. They can. These are very sophisticated Ooh. mics. Are you worried about the coronavirus? And wow, you're a fun guy. Wait, was that your? Did no, you your make time's a, up. Your time's up. You made a go. you made a big thing about turning go. off your phone. You made a big speech about everyone turn off your phone, and That's, then you didn't turn off your phone. No, I like other people. Remember Tony Clifton? Uh, Tony Andy Clifton. Coffin Andy Coffin's him? alter ego. Yeah. Yes, he would before uh, he came on stage. He would say no, there would be no smoking in in the room. While Tony Clifton performs. Right. And then he'd come out with a cigarette in his mouth. And so you are likening yourself. I've been influenced by a lot of comedians. Not you, though. Not at all. <laughs> but I have been influenced by many, many funny I don't people. consider myself a comedian, so I'm not you're offended. Actually, you're right about I that. I am a humorist, and I'm a comedic stylist. But Ooh. I've never considered myself a comedian. Nobody has. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable that I not, I, only, remember. I not only have you on the podcast, but I routinely lend you money, often meeting you in parking lots uh, at strange hours of night to give you cash. But remember when we were writing Hans and Franz, The Girly Men Dilemma? Uh, who doesn't? That's and a movie that defined a generation. You had your had it been made. wingtip shoes up on the table that you were playing with them and looking at them like they were a, like a model boat or something. I got bored. Uh, let me just back up because not everyone well, knows. You're the also Hans working and... on The Simpsons. Can it's I just back on. up a little bit because you need to yeah. sometimes um, reference things. You need to set them up a little you're bit. You're underestimating your audience. They're smart. No one knows about the Hans and Franz musical. Why do you treat your audience so dumbly? <laughs> because it never... <laughs> why do I treat them so dumbly? Dumbly. dumbly. Well, I guess you showed me. <laughs> when Hans and Franz was a big deal, there was a chance, uh, there was a movie deal to make uh, a script for the Hans and Franz musical. Robert Smigel and I- You're not talking to me because I already know this. I know. I'm talking to your dumbly audience (laughs) that you think they are. I don't think they are. We worked with you and Dana on a Hans and Franz- And Robert Smigel. I said Robert Smigel. (laughs) Play it back. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Anyway, Robert Smigel, Conan O'Brien, Dana Carvey, and I'm giving you last bullying on this one, Kevin Nealon worked on, (laughs) it's punishment, uh, worked on a Hans and Franz musical that was actually very funny. The whole idea being that it would be a vehicle for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we worked uh, at the Sony lot, I think. We worked at the Sony lot and also the Shangri-La Hotel in Santa Monica. We had a suite up there. Yeah. It's really where I lived. Yeah. Well, it was your fuck pad. I remember that very well. (laughs) Okay. Well, I didn't want that to get out, but- now it's done. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, you never had women up there. It was. It, it was just you and me. It was. You, you called it a fuck pad for tax purposes. You're the only guy I've ever known who got a fuck pad for tax purposes, and then used it to do mostly accounting work. But uh, we worked on this musical, and the whole idea was that Schwarzenegger was going to be in it. And there's a lot of very funny stuff in it. I remembered, but I also remembered stretches of incredible boredom. Yeah. And you were bothered once because. At the time, I was I was wearing uh, wingtip shoes, which you jeans, always wore, which I always wore. Yeah. And I took the shoes off, and I would be so bored, I would just look at the shoes as if they were objects of art, <laughs> and I would look at them on the table. And then, flash forward a couple of years, when I get announced 
as the new host who's going to take over for David Letterman and no one knows who I am, they're calling around different celebrities to find out who is this Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and they got you on the phone. And it was like an Esquire. They said, according to Kevin Nealon, we know nothing about Conan O'Brien, but according to Kevin, comedian Kevin Nealon and Saturday Night Live star Kevin Nealon. They said Nealon, comedian? Uh, they put That's it in nice. quotes. They put it in quotes. <laughs> uh, they said, Conan is known to take off his shoes, put them on a table and stare at them for long periods of time. And you said it is just kind of a joke and it got printed and people were like, who is this guy? But just circling back to what I was saying earlier that when we were writing that movie, you always were curious what it was like for me and Dana to work on the road and to be comedians and that's what you always wanted to do. So when I see you doing these little pop-ups places, I'm thinking, well, Conan's getting his wish. Uh, (laughs) You do a very funny show called Hiking with Kevin. and uh, Which you were on. You were nice enough to come on and do that for me. Yeah, I was going to mention that. But anyway, as I was hiking with you, uh, you kept cutting in. You'd ask me a question and then I would start to answer it and I'd say, oh, I've got a good story for this. And you would cut in and Because you bored this. me to death with your answers. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get something that was stimulating for our audience. <laughs> you kept uh, cutting in and I finally said, if you want to do this and interview people, you've got to actually listen to what they're saying a little bit. And you seemed perturbed. You looked really confused. You Are did. you finished? Are you finished? Oh, this reminds me. <laughs> I'm listening. I, I want to bring up something. You did. You, uh, and, and I, there's going to be a lot of uh, Kevin and I uh, angrily yelling at each other, but I do want to preface it by saying he's one of my favorite uh, funny people of all time. <laughs> and you did something on that one of my writers reminded me. Why can't me you of, look at me when you're saying this? Because I don't mean it. Why can't uh, you look at me in the eyes? No, because then I'd have to really care about you. Uh, it's I'm, like you're reading it off a of paper. I am. I'm looking down at a legal pad and I just I just wrote on the legal pad, try to care about Kevin. But anyway, you were, this is so you. You were on the show and I was interviewing you. And then at one point, we were talking and then there was just an awkward pause that would have been deadly for anybody else. It was an awkward pause and you just said, where is our waiter? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's only Kevin. (laughs) Only Kevin would say that. It was absolutely hilarious. Uh, You know, I love awkward silences. I think there's so much, it's recharging the battery of comedy, mm -hmm. I think. I agree. And I think it's much more so uh, uh, awkward when it's on a talk show format, like in a studio like you do. But when you're out there hiking on my show, it's like you don't need to be talking all the time because you're outside, you're hiking, you're walking. Oh, look it, there's a bird. But what if I'm in the middle of telling you I'm gay and you interrupt me? Which you did. And say, look, there's a bird. (laughs) You cut in so many times and then later you admitted you looked at the interview. I looked back at it and I couldn't account how many times you rolled your eyes every time I interrupted you. (laughs) What would you know about interviewing people? Well, let's see. <laughs> I am in the Guinness Book of World Records. Are you really for what? For how uh, many beers did you drink? <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is about you, um, oh, because nobody good. could really figure out why you're so successful, <laughs> is because <laughs> you've been I talking think... to Marty Short. That's, Mar- that's Marty Short's that's thing right. too. Yeah. yeah, I don't quite. I look at you and I look at what you've achieved and I wonder how. <laughs> I did a hike with Marty on uh, my show called Hiking with Kevin on YouTube. Um, posted every Thursday, <laughs> hashtag Hugging with Kevin. And I, I watched the, t- as I was, of course, I edit it, and I'm spending a whole week with that person. And it was just so much, so much belittling and berating for the whole hike. That's what he does. Yes, yes. Uh, Marty will tear you apart. And I've, 
he's so funny. With a smile. With a smile. Martin Short is so funny, and uh, I'll go to dinner with him, or we'll hang out, and I'm howling the whole time, and then I go You guys home. were in my fuck pad once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you cut in. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be laughing really hard, and then I'll go home, and I'll- be fall, just starting to fall asleep when I'll suddenly feel very bad about myself. <laughs> he has that. He has that ability to it's a delayed cut you a million times in a delightful way, and then you get home and you think, "I don't have any talent. I have no self esteem. I'm really unattractive. <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm an anomaly." Um, you know, I, I've told you. I want to mention this okay. because I've, I've mentioned it before. And then I, when you're finished, maybe I can get a word in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to compliment you, but uh, <laughs> but I uh, when I I've told you this many times, but when I was when Greg Daniels and I had an had a uh, meeting with Lauren Michaels to um, to to possibly write for Saturday Night Live, and this would have been in 1987. Lauren, this met is us. back in the 1900s. Yeah. Lauren, uh, that was helpful. Lauren, uh, I'm just going to grade when, you. As when, when, as an inter- as a professional interviewer, I will hold up my pen when you as, can speak. as a professional interviewer as you are. When is it proper to interject while something's very topical in the conversation? Uh, I think with it's, you, it's best. instead of it. Let me finish, please. Depends on who instead it is. Instead of like letting the conversation finish again, though, I wanted to say something what you said maybe four minutes ago about um, you know I'm Marty not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you this nice thing I was going to say now as punishment. Uh, it's just not going to happen. That is so you. You yeah. love to torture and punish people. Why so is I, that? Why? Why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> Large family. Uh, there's a lot of anger. It's an Irish family. I think you were probably the most revealing out of all the hikes I've done, and I've done about 86 hikes so far. And yet, uh, how did you learn anything from our hike? I think you you went you, you interjected so many times. Tell me what you, you talked spent, about. Tell me what I asked you. We, and I'll hiked, see you. we hiked up a mountain, and you uh, burnt more calories cutting in on me conversationally <laughs> than you did getting up the mountain. First of all, you had the silliest hat on. You it guys was should such watch a stupid hat. Your your your, your smart hat. audience should watch uh, hiking with Kevin Conan. There's two. Uh, there's two. Uh, Installments of yeah. it because plug we get it two more times you and had, uh, you get a free so car. Much, uh, stuff. I have mugs out in the car. Um, but I, I you revealed the hat. You I grabbed re- a hat that isn't even my hat. It looked like I think it was your son's hat. Yeah, it was like my wife's hat. It was a big floppy hat, and I look. I have no makeup on. It's the worst I've ever looked, and that's really saying something. I'll look better during my autopsy <laughs> than I did during that hiking with Kevin. But I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But, you know, there, the hat was like a Tom Sawyer white kind of a fringy hat, and it was almost like you thought I was joking about the hike. You showed up. I'm surprised you weren't wearing culottes or, you know, spikes or something. I just couldn't believe anyone would watch this. And so <laughs> I thought this is uh, why even get dressed. I almost went nude, you know, because I just thought. But I'm you, gonna, Are you comfortable being nude in front of people? No, I'm not. I'm not what, what part of your My body? wife has not seen me naked. Really? And I've been married for 17 years. Yeah. That's because you're always working. Yeah, I work a lot. And we have like a Hasidic situation where there's like a sheet between us when we lie in bed. I want to be uh, covered at all times. I have a lot of body shame. I, I never and know for no reason, you. I have an amazing body. I'm just going to put that out there. I have an incredible <laughs> naked body. I've known you over the years. I've looked back at pictures of you when you were a writer on SNL. Uh-huh. And you, I won't say you're like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque, but you've really developed your shoulders and your chest. Yeah, I work out a lot. And you have a hairy red chest. Am I correct? Yes, I do. And the navel is an Audi or an innie? It would be an innie. An innie. Yeah. An innie. How far in does it go? It goes in about an eighth of an inch. 
Okay, so you had some work done on that. Yeah, it used to be uh, okay. about half an inch, and I thought that went in too far. Uh, you... Food would sometimes leak out of it after a big meal, so I had it, I had it uh, brought in. So you had an any reduction? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cost me $45,000. Is that what they go for now? Yes. It's I had the that. best guy do it. <laughs> you know what? You should really have that done when you're born uh, with the umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. my parents didn't have the money, and they didn't care. My, my uh, umbilical cord was not cut off at all. It was tied into a daisy chain. Oh. Are you familiar with knots? Yes, I am. Yeah, because that way it kept it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and you had it sort of, you sort of braided it around you as a belt for a while. Yeah. Conan, I got to take a break. When we come back, no, let's not, talk some not, more. Oh, I'm not the host. host. I'm not the host. Okay. You're not the host and you never were. But you I'm know sorry. what? <laughs> this is a great replacement audition. <laughs> I will get this out and I know you're going to try and stop me. No, no. I, I had the floor a, is yours. I, the I floor, meeting, you go ahead. I had a meeting. <laughs> Craig Daniels and I had a meeting with Lauren Michaels and we each, he said, uh, and it was us trying desperately to get a job on Senate Live. Tell your audience who Greg Daniels is. I don't think I have to. He's in, he's responsible for half the TV shows you're all watching right now. The Him Office, and Chuck Lorre. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Office, Parks and Rec. Uh, Family Guy, King of the Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Family Guy. Um, Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Let's not Five-0. Forget that. And, uh, he wrote the original in the 1960s. <laughs> and The Fugitive. Um, and, uh, but anyway, Lorne turned to me and he said... Uh, uh, you, who's your favorite cast member? And I said, uh, Kevin Nealon, uh, without missing a beat, because you were my favorite. And I could tell by the look on his face that was not the right was answer. A shock. <laughs> was a shock. Really? Really? <laughs> you don't find him too dry. And I, I just, <laughs> but uh, you were always the guy that I wanted to write for. Uh, you had just such a- uh, What did a, you write for me? I wrote a lot of stuff for you. The, I wrote a, uh, the first sketch I wrote- that I, called the skeleton sketch, a, yes. a guy who's afraid of his own skeleton. That John Lithgow ended up doing. I wrote for you, and that was the first sketch I ever wrote was for you. What do you mean, what sketch did you ever write for me? And that was the sketch I was really proud of. A, 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 sorry, a, professor, a professor who's afraid of his own skeleton. Yes, he has a skeleton <laughs> hanging uh, on the, on the uh, little stage that he has, and he's talking to the class. Yeah. And every time he turns to the skeleton, he gets scared. And like, just, as much, just as much each time. Yeah. And then he keeps going to the dean, played by uh, Phil Hartman, to get advice. And, 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 and it was a sketch that was very silly and ridiculous and very me, and I was very proud of it. And I, I wrote it for you, but I think uh, everyone thought it needed uh, the host to do it. And the host that week was Robin Williams, and I don't think he wanted to do John it. John Lithgow did it. So John Lithgow ended up doing it. Yeah. He did a great job. All right, let's get the podcast started, man, because I can't stay too long. <laughs> We've been actually uh, rolling on this. Oh, we have been on. Yeah, okay, been my on bad, time, my yeah. bad. It's, you're seamless. I thought we were just talking. Well, that's what I do mm. is I put people in a very relaxed state, and uh, you seem as relaxed as I've seen you in quite a while. I you will tell you You that- seem nervous. A lot of times when I bump into you, you seem like you're trying to game the system a little bit when you're talking to me. You're not just yourself as you are now. I feel so comfortable with you as far as the multitude of talk show hosts go. Why do you have your phone out? Because I'm going to show, I'm going to read a little uh, interchange that we had on a text, and this will show you what a good friend you are to me. Terrific. Um, I have you under Conan. That's great. (laughs) I like that. But the big celebrities, you can uh, just put them under their real name because no one believes you'd actually know them. Well, sometimes you do a radio show in the morning. They say, let me see your, uh, you know, your contact list on your cell phone. Let me see what celebrities you got there. And they always scroll right past your name. <laughs> it's like you're just like, all right, so here's our little exchange. Uh, you we hear have. laughter there. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. You're not hearing my distinct laugh as I get shredded. Okay, here it is. My wife ran into Conan at a party, and I was out of town working. 
because I'm the breadwinner. And uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we all we all win bread at my house. Um, and she told Conan that I was out of town. I'm doing stand up, and uh, I'll be back soon. And he was worried about me, so he said, "Have him text me when he gets back." Here's why I text him: February second. It says eleven forty-five. Mm-hmm. Conan, can you come and pick me up at the airport? <laughs> That's right. This is true. This happened. <laughs> At 4.32, about five hours later, he says, on my way. I, I give him the thumbs up. <laughs> this is all real, by the way. At 4.55, I say, still here waiting for you. Is there a problem? He says, I'm here. Mexican Air. Where are you? <laughs> I say, coronavirus quarantine tent, opposite Uber pickup. Please come in and get me. I need help with my bags. <laughs> <laughs> he says, they're in, in six weeks. <laughs> I reply, traffic? He says, lack of interest. <laughs> and I say, and I thought Uber was unreliable. <laughs> Two days later, I say, I was able to get a day pass from the quarantine tent. Want to get a frap? A frap. <laughs> no one has said frap since New England. Because I know you're from New England. Yeah. He says, I'm in. When? Want to meet in that Palisades Mall for coffee and a bite? Why aren't you answering me? Yeah, you blew me off. You ghosted me. No, let me finish. Three days later, just released from quarantine. I would have texted you sooner, but they only allowed us 20 texts. Yeah, let's do it. And, and then, then that what? was it. Never heard okay, from him again. So, but, but yeah, so you realize that after our joking around, I actually made it a, I, I made an attempt to get a bite with you and, and have a real moment with you. And you waited three days to get back to me. And I know for a fact that you were in town. So what were you doing? I wasn't serious about getting a frap. But no, you I know. wrote back like I was. I no, thought, not how could he be that confused? No, not that a we're friends. I just thought that we would go and get a bite to eat and talk about stuff. When but has I that could... ever happened? Well, clearly it can't happen because <laughs> we're, for you, it's either a fun joke. Will you just it... pretend for one minute that I'm not going to be around next week? Like, my, I'm gone. I think about that I, all the time. I, and just That's tell me think how much you love me and how much I mean to you. Uh, let me look and away. Then I'll, let me look away. Yeah, from look you. down at your paper. Uh, you've been a consistent friend, and you would be missed. Just tilt your chin I, up just a little bit so I can see you. There we go. Now I'm looking t- at you. you. No, uh, you'd be uh, you'd be missed. I would miss you, and I know I'd get over it. Who would do the eulogy <laughs> for you? Yeah. Well, Dana would speak. Yeah. Uh, you got to bring out the big guns. Uh, Lovitz would speak. Uh, Schwarzenegger? Uh, no, no one would speak after Lovitz because he would clear the place out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just Why? threw a cup on the floor. Why? No. You can't see what happened. It's a he, podcast. He finished his coffee and threw the cup on the it's floor. It's a podcast. I didn't finish it. <laughs> All right, monster. Now he's going and getting it. And uh, typically, when I do a podcast, they have a busboy that comes around and cleans off the table. But I guess you're really cutting corners on this one. Where's our waitress, by the way? You know what? <laughs> you're always on. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., 
and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. Oh, my God. And we had it together, multiple bowls, and I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then... Oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> I gotta say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit! Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever, okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. <laughs> There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts and, or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. Conor Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self Setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now, everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. And we're back. And we're back. That was a nice break. It was a beautiful break. We I had finally a good... had a chance to go to the bathroom in yeah. my pants. <laughs> And why'd you do that? Why'd you go blue? You don't because need to. it was only we were gone for two seconds. You're going to insert the commercial, right? I don't know. I'll insert something. 
Oh, why do you ruin a beautiful interview with something like that? Well, he went to the bathroom, and then I, uh, once you took it to that level, I thought I'd do the old insert joke. What would our car trip across country be like? I'd be in the back. <laughs> You'd be wearing a chauffeur's cap in the front. I would have headphones on. Uh, occasionally, I would scowl when I think there was a quicker route. You would occasionally lower the glass between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they have that anymore? I want the glass to come back. But I always knew that the limo drive was listening to our conversation in the back. Yeah, they do. They do listen to Because whenever I said something funny, I would see him bouncing up and down in yeah. the chair like he was laughing. Oh, could have been masturbating. They masturbate a lot, limo drivers. <laughs> Is that right? They watch a ton of porn. Uh, someone told me this, that they were walking along all the parked uh, limos, like at the Oscars or something, and they saw two guys watching, like two cars in a row where the limo driver was watching pornography on their tablet, which I think is fine. I have no problem with that. I'm just telling you a real story. I'm te- this is a piece here's of Here's what life. I find really offensive about that. Okay. Uh, you don't watch porn on a tablet. It should be a widescreen. I watch pornography on my Apple Watch. You is, do? Yeah. How do you follow it back and forth like that? This is uh, an area that's... Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. This is all going to be edited out. Is, we're oh doing God. so well, and this is an unprofitable area. Why did you turn us this way? You, 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 you steered us in this direction. Oh I don't think I did. This is an awful area. I want this whole area removed. We should do a radio show together. We should do a Sirius XM radio show. Yeah. We should do a... You want to do that? Let's do a radio show Give together. Do this podcast, called, man. You're just getting lost in that It's two podcast. guys interrupting, and it's just constant interrupting. Two guys that love each other but won't admit it, and two guys that really are overappreciated. Well, one guy overappreciated, and the other guy misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get you back on track, because I'm really good at this, and you're having trouble. You, uh, I want to talk about your comedy style. It's very unique. Very it's so unique. Good. It's so good. No, it, <laughs> no, it is. No, it really is. It really is. You are a... Uh, you have that. Who was your influence? Was it Newhart? Cause well, no, earlier a- in the uh, interview, I don't know if you were listening, but you said that I was dry. Sometimes that's misunderstood for um, phoning it in. No, I, I got a text from somebody once. He goes, yeah, you were here in Chicago uh, about three years ago. You, you phoned it in back then. No, I've never seen you phone it and in. And I texted him back. I said, that's called being dry. Yeah. No, no, you are, you are very, uh, you are the opposite of a sweat act. A sweat act is someone who's prowling the stage. They want the audience to love them. Uh, they're, they're literally sweating uh, to, yeah. to get their comedy across. You go out there and you are not afraid to speak in a very uh, normal tone of voice, but you'll say the funniest things. Very clever, very smart. Uh, I really like watching you work. And I, I've, I've, tr- I've told you that many times over the years. I, and I think I appreciate that. And coming from you, that's really, and I'm being very sincere now. That is very. <laughs> you no, laughed. That is very. When, whenever someone says I'm being very sincere now. <laughs> no. Do you know what I learned from working on Weeds with Mary Louise Parker? Oh, tell me. That yeah, when you're angry, uh, actors pay attention. If you're, is there anybody out there? You can be sad or angry with a smile on your face. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You studied acting. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't study acting. I've never studied acting. Well, have you studied anything? You know, that's insulting. I studied American history. Really? Tell me something about that. Uh, hey, here's what I want to talk to you about American history. When I was watching- Are you okay? Yeah. No, Are you okay? Because, I really no, do you think- You hit on something. No, I think you have ADD. I really think you have a bad case of ADD. My wife says that because I leave the burners on all the time. Yeah, and you never finish a sentence. And then you ask a question, I just and then get, you, you know don't what? even answer it. I get bored so easily. Well, it's good to have you here. Now, where are we? <laughs> No, American history. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'll watch the History Channel, and you know how these historians come on and they start talking about, like, say, Thomas Jefferson sure. or something? They talk about them like they actually knew them. 
and they were good friends. Thomas Jefferson was really unique in, in certain ways. And, you know, it's funny that one time he went to um, the general store. <laughs> and he, you know, he's not like one of these guys who likes to be friendly and warm, you know. And, but his wife... I mean, that's a whole nother story. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like they personally know them. And right. then you got to interrupt and say, excuse me, did you live back then? Yeah. No, no. they're basing this on like three letters that you, you read that were written 200 years ago. But I appreciate them being passionate about it and really yeah. selling it. You yeah. Know? Well, I know about American history, some, and uh, I know you have passions as well. I don't know what they are. Uh, <laughs> you don't seem like- I like a to be challenged. Ask me any question in history, American history. What's that? Really? Yeah. And I'll answer it. Okay. Uh, it's got to be true or false. <laughs> <laughs> or multiple choice. It's just one answer. Hey, just one letter. One letter for the multiple choice. Uh, you're an ass, um, but you're a, you're a lovely man. You're a lovely man. You're, uh, you and I share something in common. We're both quite tall. I think you are taller than I am. Uh, no, you're taller. Am I? You're, you're getting six a little, five. You're getting I'm a little smaller. Five. I'm six four. You're six four? Yeah. Yeah, it's the pompadour that confuses people. I don't know. I get seven inches of lift with my hair. Yeah. So that can, that can throw it off. Okay, so maybe we're both 6'4". Yeah, I think we're about the same. But you're a bigger guy than me. You've got that. You well, it's because foot- I take care of myself. No, you played football. You were, you were Rugby, built to be soccer. a big guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 quite the athlete in your youth, weren't you? Uh, I still am. I play professional ball now. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It's pickleball, but I, it's professional. <laughs> uh-huh. Stumped you, didn't I? No, I'm just keeping quiet because you said you liked awkward silences and I'm giving you a nice big one on a platter. All right, let's see how much you'll, how awkward you can go. Come on, it's Kevin. He's got his phone out. <laughs> <laughs> you can handle it. I'm glad I went further. I could handle it. Yeah, you couldn't handle it. Um, Let's talk about your- You know what? I, I, I love huh? coming to do your talk show. Oh my God. <laughs> you got I a minute? Do you have a minute? <laughs> I've interviewed, let's see, three people a night, average maybe 4,500 shows in my career. I can't do that. Let's say I've talked to 15,000 people. Do you think you've talked to that many people? Because uh, you were never good with talking with people. You were more of a writer, right? You were a recluse? <laughs> no, serious. You were a writer. You hadn't been around. You'd been in school, and then you come out of school, and you had to write for SNL. You never yeah. had, like, one-on-one experience with people. Yeah, I've never really had so spoken to people before you I got my watch people like Tom Snyder what? and um, wow, our Dick Cavett. F- the boards are lighting up with your references. Because you really, aggressive. did you ever have any idea you would be a talk show host? Or a host for, for anything. Wow. Um, I wouldn't tolerate this from anyone but you. <laughs> Seriously, anyone else who came at me like this uh, would be out by now. I thought I would, yeah, I thought I would perform for people. I really did. I didn't know quite how I would fit in, but I didn't know specifically that I'd be a talk show host. But that's you know? why you're so popular because you came on the scene and you weren't like one of these smooth like guys, you know, that, you know, had the radio voice or the looks. <laughs> God, I'm unbelievable. I'm kidding. I'm Why? Kidding. Where's all this anger coming from? <laughs> Kevin, kidding. look at me. Yes. Where's all this anger coming from? From you. What it's coming you? from no, you. No, it's not coming yes. from me. I'm a, uh, am I conventionally attractive? Uh, I'm a seven. No, I'm a you, seven. You came Sona, along. Come, Sona, give it to me. Give me that. I'm a seven. You're a seven. What? You, you didn't bump me up? <laughs> Why didn't you bump me up? You told me to tell you you're a seven. Yeah, and I said your you're a seven. You're a seven. You're a nine. 
Yeah, You're baby. Ew, no. Why would I ever? Why would you think I would why ever you, say that? Why do you that? have to like judge on a scale? People are, are beautiful from what's inside. Oh, not me. My insides are inside. <laughs> My insides are absolutely dreadful. <laughs> no, My insides are a two. <laughs> you came along and people said, if he could do, I want to, I like this guy. Because- that shows me that I could do anything. Oh, for you know? God's sake. No, I'm serious. What are you talking about? I, you make it oh, sound like I, I was a make-a-wish, no. you know? Well, not that, not that. But you were like, you came along and you introduced everybody to something different. Mm-hmm. You had this kind of a attractive manner to you that wasn't a normal kind of a talk show, you know, in that mold kind of a guy. You know, you weren't... Um, Smooth. You weren't smooth at good all. Good looking. No, good looking. <laughs> <laughs> you know I what thought, I'm saying. I thought that there was uh, a you are large, good looking, by the a way. large part of the population that was uh, not particularly uh, adept or talented or good looking. And I thought I could represent them. So that's, that's what, what I, yeah. I did. I was going to say, why do you think so many people glommed onto you? And I think that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. You know. You're not a good friend. Uh, You know, I I don't understand. I I know that uh, this is a real thing with us. We've known each other for a long time. Why are you squinting like that? I'm falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute prick. No. Uh, We've been very good friends. Very good friends for a long time. But whenever I see you, we both do bits. Both of us. We don't really talk. And when I sent you that email, I was trying to get together. It was a text. It was a text. Let's get our facts straight. (laughs) Okay. When I sent you that text, I really was trying to connect with you, and you ghosted me. I was in quarantine. No, you weren't. That's a bit. That's a joke. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe he wasn't. No, it was not. They weren't quarantining anybody. By the time, uh, by the way, this uh, this is probably airing in uh, 2025. (laughs) There was something called coronavirus, but everyone's okay. uh, All hail fourth term President Trump. Here's the Uh, problem. Here's the problem. I, I really don't feel like I can get close to you because you immerse yourself in work and you're so busy and you're That's always so no I mean That's the talk true. show would have been enough but no I want to do a podcast now too well, I didn't uh, it was someone else's idea it was you yeah. owe somebody something yeah it was a good idea I didn't I didn't but I feel it. like I'm I really can't have the time with you that it takes to get to know you because you are so calloused and there's so many walls around you <laughs> and you're hiding so much am I, I what, Sona, jump in here. You know me. Um, I know I agree with Kevin. Yeah. What? I have a yeah. wall around what you. What are you talking See, wall? why don't you start recognizing the truth? Once you do that, you'll have some kind of Why a, did I ask you to jump in? You need in. to open up. You okay. really need to put yourself out there. All right. Put your shoulders back first. Let's start yeah. with physically. All right, my shoulders are Lift back. your chin up. Okay. And look at me in the eyes. Okay, I'm looking at you in the eyes. And, I am. And apologize. <laughs> apologize. Let's start with an apology. I'm sorry. All right, thank you. I'm sorry Finally. for Finally. all the things I've done. Yes. And I do care about you. And I think you're one of the funniest people I've ever met. Okay. Uh, in a certain category. I know I know how you <laughs> feel about me. You don't have to say it over and over and over. I know how you feel, and I appreciate that. And I wish the feelings were mutual. <laughs> oh, I do. But, good but God. Because you don't love me as much as I love you. And I think about you, and I care about you. Oh. That's why I'm saying mutual. Okay. Come up to my standards. Okay. Which I are will, very high. I will do better. I will do better. It's hard to compete with your lovely wife. Do you feel like you're not good enough? I just started to, I just said your lovely somebody, wife and you somebody, switched topics. You're trying to change the subject. I know, I'm a therapist. You can't even say it right. I'm a therapist. You, you went therapist. I am a, I'm a therapist. You're a therapist? I'm a you therapist. make syrups. 
A therapist knows how to say therapist. I'm talking about Daffy Duck saying he's a therapist. I'm a therapist. <laughs> I just want you to be able to hug me. And really let me feel that your chest against my chest, they're not all tensed up and squeezing your muscles, so I'm going to be impressed. Right. All right. I was a lot I could learn. Maybe uh, maybe this will happen. Maybe we'll get together and we'll have a good time. I don't know. You're a tricky one. You're a slippery eel, Kevin. Let's go Neiman. back to my lovely wife. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. I'm so lucky. She's um, funny. She's kind. She's talented. How does she put up with you? And I'm, I'm not saying that in a mean way, but she's a lovely person. She's very funny. Uh, your lovely wife, Susan. Uh, if you're not saying that in a mean way, what what way is it? Well, no, what I'm saying is you're, I could see, uh, I see her all the time and she's always dressed to the nines and funny and great. And then you always are kind of quiet and you're shooting- I drag your her down. You're shooting your little darts. The way you, I mean, anyone who's been listening to this podcast can hear you just shooting these little darts out <laughs> like a little, like a tiny little gnome sniper. <laughs> it's just shooting little mean darts out at people. And I look well, at your lovely, beautiful, funny, talented What kind of gardens wife. have you been walking? through with a mean gnome. Uh, <laughs> Constantly firing arrows at my ankles. No, I think we both married um, out of our league. Yeah, we both married up, as they say. We married up, and um, I don't know how we have children. My, uh, uh, You have, is it 10 children? I have two that I acknowledge. You have two. I, and I, then there's my eight son, around with giant pompadours. I'm, I'm my legally. son is an only child, I uh, hope. And he is, um, <laughs> I, I, after having him, we didn't need another one, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Wow. What a, you have such a shit-eating grin right now. We didn't need another one. Well, <laughs> after we I'm had saying. our daughter, we said we definitely need to have another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Li Liza is my wife. People like my wife uh, a lot better than they like me. Sona has a good line. How does yes. she put up with she, you? You say, yeah. what's no, your No, I said about? my favorite thing about Conan is Liza. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So she's, <laughs> everywhere I go, thing. someone's shitting on me yeah. is basically how it works. But you kind of like that in a way, don't you? What? In a... So that you I, have something to deal with. You, you need to be stimulated all the time. You probably. need to have a challenge at yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah. Once this is over for you, which will not be far from now, what what else do you want to do? <laughs> All I want to do is uh, I do want to get a meal with you and really talk to you. Are you a breakfast guy? I love breasts. I do love breakfasts. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I I'm like. Sure. Are you have a good healthy breakfast every morning? Uh, I, I do have a very healthy breakfast. A protein I don't have to, shake. I do. I have a whey protein shake that I put some spinach in there. And uh, I put some whey protein spinach and I put like some flame? fruit. No, just some raw spinach. Raw spinach. And uh, I, I- Do you blend it or you just leave it all raw in there? I blend it up. You blend it up. Yeah. I use the Nutribullet. And that's not even an ad. I just think the Nutribullet's a great product. I really do. And I, like, I like anything like that, that you can get on. Are you getting a lot of ads on Instagram? What's happening with your brain? We were on a, a certain track. <laughs> you bored me to death with the whole Nutra system. You asked me. You asked me. All of a sudden, you're selling me products. You're, you're like, selling me products. I didn't ask you. you I didn't ask you what kind of uh, blender it was. I just was getting the word you, out. You don't need to be. Uh, what year was that made, that blender? I'd like to know that. Like a year ago. Jeez. What's your problem? All right, so what? You, then, you, then you switched us to a different topic, which was Instagram. How did you get that? What's wrong with you that we're talking about I wanted about to come out breakfast. of the darkness and come into something that was happy and fun. Okay, so let's- And Instagram ads, all of a sudden they're appearing. I was opposed to it at first, and then I started seeing some things I really liked on there because somehow they know what I like, eavesdropping. Is it Eves or Eves? 
Try to stay with me, Conan. How much sleep it's did you get last night? Eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. Uh, is it I'm wives? getting a lot more now. <laughs> is it wives? Let's just put it that way. I'm catching up. <laughs> is it wives' tale or wives' tale? Uh, you've got to stop. The, uh, you are good. You're good at American history. What is it? Wives' tale or you wives are? Tale? <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are so good at wasting time. You uh, wanted to be I in think, politics, didn't you? That's why you studied American and history. And I tell you. <laughs> I think I'd be fantastic at it. I really do. I really do think. That what about I, Al Franken? Is he going to get back into it? Uh, I don't know if he is. I don't know. God, I wish he was in the Mueller hearings. I wish yeah. he was Mueller. Yeah. <laughs> so explain how it works in your brain. Did you like voting today? I know this is three years later. Can I ask but, you a quick question? Yeah. I'm just. I'm going to start to write them down. You asked me, do I like a good breakfast? Yeah. I started to answer. You started talking about blenders well, and then the magic you said, bullet. Do you like Instagram? <laughs> Then I started to talk about Instagram. <laughs> then you said, is it wives' tale or wives' tale? And then you said, do you think Al Franken will get back into politics? Now, if I was a neurologist, I would rush you to the emergency room right now. And I would not even take an MRI. I would do an incision on your brain to find the mass that's pushing on it. What time do you get up in the morning? <laughs> it's insane. Insane! You can't do it. Do you have a Tesla? You, you, you drive a Tesla? You can't really do it. You can't do it. Where do you shop? Do you buy your own clothes? <laughs> you can't do, you buy your own clothes? do it. Yes, I do. I buy my, let's see if you can stand one topic for a bit. Yes, I do. Okay. I buy my own clothes. All right. Yes. Let's talk about your clothes then. Okay. I like to buy my own clothes. I go to What's a, your inseam? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're the best interviewer I've ever met or the worst. I don't know. I well, here's your out. answer. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. True or false? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a 36-inch leg. Is your waist a 36 or a 34? Oh, no. I, my length. The length of my leg is I know. a 36. I know what that is. Yeah. But uh, your waist. I would say it's about a 34. I can't stop looking. When somebody wears Levi's and there's a patch back there, I look to see what their waist is and their length. Yeah. And I think, no way is that a 34. Right. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. If you just joined us, I'm talking with the catonic. Is it catonic or catatonic? Um, <laughs> I want to go with you to the I would doctor. love to interrogate you one day. <laughs> I, would, I would love to watch the police try and interrogate you. If there was a crime and you were a main suspect, I would love it if the police said, Mr. Neon, have a seat. Uh, yes, yes, how can I help you? We're going to record this conversation. You have the right to remain silent. No, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. So we're going to ask you, uh, you were found near the dead body, and uh, do you like flan? Do you like flan? Do you like flan? The, the, the Spanish, uh, sort of a Spanish custard? Uh, what do you like? Do you, you neon light? Do you think uh, those low-powered neon lights, do you think those are going to work out? Do you think they, they provide uh, neon light? But some say uh, neon light's not good for you. Well, uh, we want to talk to you about the murder and if it's possible seagull is it seagull or seagull let me get Which you back on track let me get you back come on back come on okay, back I'm back let now me get back on track. but I like my riff that I just did really <laughs> that was a good riff thank you pal yeah finally you come up with a riff um do you think going back to the original question which you never answered a road trip you and me it could be to Burbank oh we're in Burbank do you realize why I probably didn't answer it <laughs> if you had to guess yeah probably you didn't let that <laughs> would you really camp out with me yeah, I would go on a road trip with you. I think we'd have a lot of fun. I'm being honest with you. I think we would okay. have a good time on a road trip. If we went, if we left LA and we went to How the How many Grand days would it take before we started having a good time? No, I think we'd have a good time right away. I think I would find out more about you on the road trip. We should do that and you should film it for one of your little projects that you've got everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, we're should. not going to film it. It's going to be a real experience. It's That's not what I'm be saying. 
I think the first day would be like this. We'd be bickering and stuff and interrupting. You would be interrupting nonstop. But the second day, you might loosen up a little bit. And, uh-huh. and I think maybe even crying on the third day. <laughs> I think you'd be crying probably. Where would we go? Do you have an idea of where yeah, we would go? Yeah, I know exactly. Want to go already, to like I've already mapped it or out. Something? What do you want to do? No, we, we go through, we go past Vegas. Mm-hmm. We head to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And then we make a, a left on, um, I think it's 73, Route 73, over to Montana. Mm-hmm. Big sky. Yeah. And then we continue through Jackson Hole, and then we circle back into Idaho because there's some wonderful national parks there. We'd be camping out the whole time. This is the most focused you've been the whole interview. I have a pop-up uh, trailer, and we'd have a pop-up trailer. we do a comedy show every night from the national park. No, we're not going to do a comedy show. <laughs> well, who's going to come see it? Elk? Are we going to have elk in the audience? Maybe. You know, uh, who's no, 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 we're not going to do it. When we was the last gonna- time you camped out? I haven't camped out in a long time. I okay, want to so say I'll, it's I'll been put, a bunch of years since I camped out. Yeah. Okay. I took my, my daughter camping a bunch of years ago. We had a great time. We was it glamping tent. or camping? I think it was camping. Was there a hotel? No. Okay. I mean, sort of. Have you ever been attacked by an animal? I'm going to guess it's an aneurysm. <laughs> That's my guess. It's Do you worry swe- about those? It's a swelling. I'm worried that I have like ADD since you brought that up. Yeah. I can't believe you remembered it. Uh, yes, I think you have a very scattered style. My wife said I have ADD. Yeah, she's right. She would know. She's been married to you for many years. I just need, I just need more excitement from you. That's what I need. Well, that's not going to happen. Look, how could I be more excited about anybody than Kevin Nealon? Were you excited about me coming in today? Yes, I am. When you got up, when did you start thinking about me today? About 20 minutes before you showed up. Hmm. I said, who's on today? And they said, Kevin Nealon. There was a sigh, an audible sigh, and the shoulders dropped. And then Sona said, cheer up. And I said, you're right, we can get through this, we can get through anything. And then I said, I'm gonna need a lot of coffee, so they got me a coffee. When I came in here with my team of publicists and handlers and stuff. You, had, you came in with before, one person. <laughs> one no, person. No, the rest are out in the bus. <laughs> when I came in, when I came in, a second before you I walked in the door. You came here in a bus? Yes. I'm on tour. I'm on tour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm doing a podcast tour. I'm doing uh-huh. everybody's podcast. Get it out of the way so nobody ever asks me again. Okay. When I came in, seconds before I came in, I turned to Rebecca, my publicist. She's the head of the staff team. I said, Rebecca. She's the only one. Who, who, whose podcast are we doing now? And she said, Conan. Uh-huh. But she said, Conan, Brian. She I didn't said, know my was, I said, is the team, is it Conan and Brian? Uh-huh. No, she said, Conan O'Brien. I said, oh, oh, O'Brien. Okay. I thought it was Com, Conan and Brian. Uh-huh. And I was a little disappointed when there's no Brian in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a great time. You know, we love doing this. Yeah. We, we go through like topics to talk about on your talk show. You're still doing the talk show, right? And- Unbelievable. And we never get to them. Unbelievable. And we always know it. I tell Frank Smiley, your segment producer, is he still working here? Yeah. I say, Frank, we're never going to get to these questions. And and uh, and we don't. We don't. We get out there and we riff. We have yeah. fun. And yeah. we're real to each other. Yeah. And you can't do that to your other guests. No. You're saying you're the only guest that I've ever spoken to. I think I you be... feel the most comfortable with me. Yes. Yes, I do. Of everyone I've met in life, including my wife, you're the one I'm most comfortable with. Um. I'm going to let you go because uh, I can't take it anymore. Is this a catch and release <laughs> podcast? This is a, yeah, this is a catch. This is a really, this is a really catch nice and podcast. quickly release podcast. <laughs> uh, anyone listening, don't be fooled. Kevin and I really do love each other. 
And I mean that. And I have an incredible admiration for you. And you close your eyes every time I say something nice about no, you. No, I'm squinting. I'm seeing what you look like if you were my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're, a, you're a, a wonderful, a wonderful man and beloved in the comedy community. And I hope you're able to appreciate that and take it in. Same. Wow. Don't you hate it when people say same? Yeah. They don't want to put the work into it. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm all about efficiency. You know what? That's what you're going to do at my eulogy. Someone else, <laughs> someone who speaks before me is going to say something really beautiful and well thought out. And you're going to get up and go, <clears throat> same. And then sit down. First of all, what makes you think I'll be at your eulogy? I think we're going down on the car, the car trip together. Oh, you think this was going to happen? Yeah. I think we're going to go off the cliff at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Because I'll be we're looking at you. We're going to be the Thelma and Louise <laughs> yeah. of the aging white male comic set. I'll be looking at you in the eyes and you'll be looking at me. We won't see the cliff. So the our, first time. our first true eye contact will be just before we go off the cliff. Yeah. And then they'll freeze frame it and they'll roll credits. After you edit everything out of this podcast, will you have enough to have yes. a show? Yes. We're going to have a solid podcast with over 7,000 <laughs> topics, all provided by Kevin Nealon. How long is do you the like typical a, podcast? Do you like a widescreen? Do you like high def? Uh, do you prefer a chimney or I just like a vent? I have to ask you because I hardly see you. I have to get all these, these questions These are stupid questions. In. These aren't good. It's not whether it's stupid or smart. It's coming from someone you love. You no, at least- your questions are things like, uh, would you ever think about uh, if you had receding gums, would you have a, a gum implant? Is it called a gum implant That's a good or a question. gum implant? Would you get a gum implant? Uh, do you ever worry that your cheekbones, as your face gets a little softer, won't be as sharp? Do you think you'd do something about that? Do you think it's Volkswagen or Volkswagen? Uh, when they say cumulus cloud, does that mean uh, I know it's the you're I know one? you're saying this like to get laughs, but I know you love me and and that we could share laughter like this and not have a lawsuit is just amazing. It's incredible. It's really it shows me that you you really do care about me. All How right. often do you shave? Uh, <laughs> Twice a year. You do? Yeah, I have very low testosterone. Have you ever manscaped? Yes, I have, actually. Around oh, yeah. the back area? I have little bushes and stuff down there. Oh. Like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck? I have little, uh, there's a dinosaur. Nope. There's a, this is uh, the problem when you have people that have nope. gone to Harvard and they haven't really experienced life. Why'd you life? bring that up? Why did you bring that <laughs> up? Because you haven't experienced life. People that have a secret hostility to me always bring up that I went to Harvard. Mine's not secret. I'm out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, I'm a... Uh, so I, wish Mar- I wish Marty Shore was here now. We would so finish you off yeah Jesus <laughs> wow that's a great way to end I dream about that every night you and Marty finishing me off um, I meant that in a nice loving way I'm sure you did that's how I it's mean, intended I mean put you to bed yeah uh, Kevin Nealon you're a great man with a do you scatter. drive yourself or do you have a driver I can't handle it anymore <laughs> Please, at some point, at some point, just cut the tape. At some point, just cut the tape. I thought this was fun, though. We had a good time, right? Uh, sure, yeah. It's, uh, you, I always know that a, who's a, next? a who's, guest is confident when he says, we had a fun time, right? That's how you can say you had gonna, a good day. Who's going to bore you next? I, you didn't bore me at all. You're fascinating. I'm not saying that. You're I did. Fascinating I'm, I'm fascinating. Study. I don't get bored by my guests. I love having uh, I, I only talk to people I really want to talk to. Occasionally, there's someone else, but you know. What podcast to? are you thinking about? Um, taking out of the lineup and putting this in early because it was so good. Uh, well, that would be up to Adam Sachs. He's the genius back there that runs things. Oh, I thought he was your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's also my doctor. Okay. And I was was my doctor once, and he was feeling a lump, and he said, "You know, you should also have a podcast." Oh, so, don't you hate when they feel a lump? What doctors? Okay. 
God. I'm calling the police. Uh, please, please, someone uh, call in and tell me what happened here. I want to see a transcript. Is it a lump or a cyst? We're going to go. It's, uh, we're going to go. Kevin Neal. Hey, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed connecting with you. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst. Worst guy I ever met. Kevin Nealon, worst man I know. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You don't have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Mm -hmm. Their friendly, certified technicians have over 270 hours of training and... They get you in and out fast while performing a thorough free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blair, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change. And uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there. They're illiterate. like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blay driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up. <laughs> or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know. I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. So we took a few questions from listeners regarding this time that we're in and questions that might need your advice or uh, all of our insight or just general commentary on some things. You mm -hmm. guys up for that? I think it would be good because I've noticed certain people like Governor Cuomo and Dr. Fauci are out there giving a lot of knowledgeable, informed opinions on what to do. And I think that's been covered, you know? People maybe need to hear bad advice, you know, and, and stupidity and, and maybe advice that would actually be harmful. And that, that's something I think I could yeah. provide. It sounds like something people need mm -hmm. at this time. Yeah. 
Well, here's one right now. This is an advice question, and it's from BK Whopper 17 on Twitter. How do I make a Skype first date during the quarantine more fun and exciting than just chatting? Nudity. <laughs> I mean, yes, I agree with Sona completely. First of all, you can control the lighting. <laughs> uh, you can control the angles. I'm not someone who I think is very appealing in the nude, but I think I could probably alter things using various angles and lights. And yeah, I think it would show me off to the best effect. Plus, it's a safe way to be naked. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to go with Sona and say, I think nudity is a great way to just right off the bat show that A, you're not letting this virus harsh your mellow. You're still, <laughs> you're still out there having fun. And doing what uh, what makes you happy. And what better way to start an open and honest relationship than with full-on Skype nudity? <laughs> so that's, I think, probably the best thing you could possibly do on a first date. Who would have a first date on Skype? Well, you have yeah. no choice now. Otherwise, you're going to wait a month. Yeah, but at least nothing's going to happen. So why not wait a month? Well, maybe it's nice because you get to talk to each other. You get to know one another. And then, you know, the physical stuff can come later. I don't know. Yeah, and according to your advice, something is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but just alone. I think the telephone is a better way to communicate in these times. Uh, it's a very romantic way to communicate. Uh, leaves other things to the imagination. So I've given you two completely opposed pieces of advice. Yeah, you be, did. Be naked in video uh, on Skype, uh, but uh, also use the telephone to be coy. Maybe I don't have the best take on this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I admit, I don't know. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I dated. I've been married, what, 19 years? So I haven't really dated in almost five years. <laughs> Because, you know, there was that period of time there where I, I thought it was, I misunderstood. I thought it was okay to start up again. And uh, my wife quickly explained the whole marital bond thing. So, whatever. You just suddenly thought that it was okay to start dating in the middle of I your marriage? I thought there was something about 15 years in, there was some rhyme, like 15 years in, uh, let the fun begin, you know, like... <laughs> And so I, I think, yeah. And it was my own misconception, but I started, and I wasn't hiding anything. I just was, while my wife was in the kitchen calling people and saying, hey, this sounds great. I'd like to see more of you. And, uh, and, and we straightened it out. We straightened it out. We, yeah. uh, we, we talked to a marriage counselor and uh, a lawyer. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> and a, uh, we also spoke to a moral philosopher. Uh, <laughs> Who explained that I was uh, apparently that the term is uh, a sociopath. So uh, we all we got it all worked out. But anyway. OK. Yvonne Kennedy on Facebook asks, after two weeks of self sequestration, how can I know for sure whether I love my family or if it is just Stockholm syndrome? Well, what I keep saying to my family is, well, you're the family I've got. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> In the morning, when I see my son, I go, well, uh, you are the son that showed up and that I have. So I guess you're my son that I love. And then I say some version of that to my daughter. And then I say some version of that to my, uh, to my wife. So yeah, I, I find that way there's no dishonesty, you know? Because if you tell your family, oh my God, we're all in this together, I love you, it might be Stockholm Syndrome. So eliminate 
that possibility by telling them up front, you're who's with me in this situation. So I guess I love you. I guess I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're in this situation together randomly, then I suppose you're the ones that I love. Okay. I don't know. That way there's no chance that later on, but you said, man, you said you love me, man. Now you say it's Stockholm, man. (laughs) That's how my wife sounds. (laughs) That's your wife. Yeah. Okay. I married Tommy Chung. (laughs) From behind, you you know, dude dude looked like a lady. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Wait, was his back turned to you at the altar when you guys were getting married? I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. he was. And then okay. he turned around and took the veil off. And I was like, Tommy Chong, just as the priest said, I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> and he went, hey, man. Can I tell you guys a quick story that's true that relates to that? My grandfather, who everyone called Hoofer, his name, was, oh. uh, his name was James Reardon, but his nickname was Hoofer because he knew some dance steps and he was a policeman in Worcester, Massachusetts. When I knew him, of course, he was retired and he was this really funny guy, sort of reminded me of like a W.C. Fields who was, had this shock of white hair. I would sit in his Dodge Dart while he drove us around in like the late 60s. And I remember this was at the height of there being hippies. And see, he'd, he'd see like a hippie with a giant, like all this hair, you know what I mean? Like practically down to the middle of his waist or like a giant Afro. We would be driving with him and he would roll down the window and shout at the hippie, hey, come out from behind the bush. (laughs) 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 And I remember thinking that was the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) My grandfather, hey, come out from behind the bush. And the hippie would be like, hey man, that retired cop and that little red haired girl are really mean. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.